Welcome to a very special episode of Epic Loot Radio. I'm sitting down with David Jaffe. Uh, if you guys don't follow him, Gavin with Games on YouTube, former creator of God of War, so many accolades. Uh, he has been a staple in my growing up and, and maturing throughout video games. And today we get to follow up with him because we had you on uh, the Work to Game podcast not too long ago uh, talking about game of the year kind of our personal noms where we thought things might fall uh the nominations have all come out and uh i was also wanted to check in on what how you feel about palia because that was something that you were just like super surprised by this year so we're gonna be catching up uh all things are on the table david what's going on dude <clears throat> i don't know let's see i just did a stream that was fun uh i'm coming to you live I have for my kids' room because my uh, computer's on the fritz. Uh, going to see Thanksgiving tonight, the horror movie. Cannot wait. Very excited. Ooh, very cool. Um, have you, uh, have you seen the trailer for Napoleon? No, I heard it's really a good oh, movie, dude. though. I'm like, that, I told my wife, I was like, we, we have to figure out how to ditch the kids because I want to go to the movies. Like, I rarely, we rarely go to the movies unless right. it's like Paw Patrol or something like that but oh yeah 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 no i hear it's one of really scott's best movies in a long long time so i'm i'm looking forward to it but you know i, I still want to see flowers uh was it of the killer moon and there's there's a lot to see yeah. uh but i will tell you uh, that uh uh thanksgiving though i've been excited for that since the trailer in the uh the kind of mock trailer that Eli Roth made for the Tarantino um uh, rodriguez film mm -hmm. and so and, and i hear it's really good from critics and i hear it's really old school gory which makes me very very happy so we'll see oh, what nice. happens yeah well you'll have to let me know what you think i'm ass i'm assuming we'll probably get some video maybe a video on it oh i'll do uh, a video when i get home tonight absolutely <laughs> get the bug man you got the buck like it like it's I, addictive why, why well yeah why would you know what 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 what, what is something warren Beatty once said to madonna it's like what use is there living if there's not a camera on you you know, of course. <laughs> well, um, I, I, let's start with the, the question about Palia because I, I like that was kind Palia of a didn't get a nomination, did it? No, 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 it didn't. Yeah. But when we were when we talk about like, I always, you know, want to start with game of the year in terms of our personal relationship with the game rather than the awards. Not that I'm knocking the award ceremonies at all, but the uh, I always kind of feel like gaming has this real personal impact on on our lives. Uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why both you can see how addiction to games can be so prevalent, but also, uh, you know, people can also just like, this is, this is my medium. This is, this is bigger than movies. Now this is bigger than, you know, all of these, uh, different industries. Kind of. I always get a little, a little, uh, I get my dander up when people say, Oh, it's bigger than movies. It's like, yeah. Cause they cost 60 to $70 and a movie ticket will cost you 14. So it doesn't mean the number of people that are consuming uh, okay. Last of Us Part Two are as a game are more. But I will say though, as you allow yourself to spread the definition of games out, like I yeah. saw today that, um, and I know a lot of people who watch your show probably don't give two shits about you know cell phone games and stuff. But I saw today, uh, after seven months on the market, Monopoly Go has made a billion dollars. And there was also a, 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 a game, like a, a match, not a match game, but like a find the object game huh? uh, from Germany. And that just crossed the billion dollar profit threshold. So the, there may very, it may, games may very well be bigger than movies if you throw all that stuff in. But a lot of times they'll talk about it on the console yeah. and I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. But well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, console still hasn't surpassed the PS2 in terms of sales. And a lot right. of people attribute the PS2 success, all, not not just to its success, but its dominance was the DVD player. That's yeah. that was the huge selling point over. I think it was the Dreamcast. And yeah. I remember I loved my Dreamcast and they were like, it's some kind of hybrid DVD 
And it's like you you go back in time and you're wondering, like, man, Sega, if you if you put a DVD player in this, I think you would have ended up seeing a much, much broader, you know, yeah. uh, adaptation because you launched before the PlayStation 2. So I guess there it, I'm very interested as I get older, uh, but still play all kinds of games, everything from action and hardcore stuff like Elden Ring and Liza P to super casual stuff. Um you know, I just talked about this on the show, but it, it it it's interesting as it relates to what you're saying that as as the audience get old gets older, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how core games mm -hmm. uh, adjust to keep that audience because I I have found that as my reflexes have noticeably slowed. Mm -hmm. um, I still love playing the action games and I'm grateful when a game like Spider-Man two comes out, even though I would have fought on this in the past, like, Oh, it's not the vision. Um, and they add like a, a, a little button you can push. I have it on the D pad pushing the left and it slows the game down anywhere from 50 to 60 to 70%, uh, uh, what, or 30%, 30 to 40, 50. Um, and I use that from time to time when I'm like just totally surrounded by enemies and I can't track it all. Right. Um, and, but I'm still getting the Spider-Man experience. I don't feel like it's easy mode. Um, so I'm really, it's really interesting to see whether it's that or these super casual games like Monopoly Go that in seven months made a billion dollars. Um, it's really interesting to watch how the design of games is adjusting because people, my generation, we came up with video games. It's not like my parents where it's like, what's this thing? A video? Exactly. Game? My, my parents were freaking out. Like, yeah. you're not going to be able to get a job. Like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Right. And then there was a sketch and it was about like a guidance counselor talking right. about like all the bad advice, like looking back at it now. It's like, what do you mean you want to play video games? She'll never make any money. It's like Ninja makes $30 million. <laughs> like, it's like, you right. know, so science, you know, all this money playing video games. It's like, oh yeah. And it was just like, it was, I think it was, uh, uh, I think John, uh, Jason Long or um, man, I forget. Oh, darn it, I'm butchering it. But uh, comedian, he's awesome. I'll see if I can include a link in the show notes. Oh, okay. Uh, Just because he's, he's so funny. Ryan, yeah, it, it, uh, it's been no, it's, it's been really cool to kind of go. You know, when I was 15 playing in the arcades, no one thought about games for anyone other than that audience. Now it's like pretty much by the time I'm 80, uh, everybody in the world or every age group plays. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the designs adjust uh, to allow for a lot more uh, playability yeah. because your spectrum now of people playing is huge. There was a great far side comic kind of related that had this little kid and uh, his parents were watching him from the doorway and he was playing with blocks and they're dreaming of like all yeah. the job openings. They're dreaming of him being an architect and all that. And then it shows the present day and he's like 40 still living at home with his parents playing with blocks. This is great. <laughs> so, you know, he could go that way too. Who knows? Who's to say? You never know. I get everybody, yeah. Different strokes, different folks, different life decisions. The uh, One of the things that you brought up is interesting, especially as it relates to the accessibility, is that we've seen studies about how gameplay, especially within like the elderly, improves and helps like oh, yeah. just overall just improves quality of life because it gives you, you know, something interesting to do and you know, yes, like one of the things that's just absolutely wild to think about is that when you look at esports, for example, imagine, you know, like when you look at athletes in any uh, sport, baseball, football, for example, like they have a long career. They can football, probably the shortest uh, just uh, due to the nature of the game. Sure. But beyond that game, competitive gaming is even shorter. Like you peak oh, at yeah. 22 because after that point, then all of a sudden you, your reflexes start slowing down. So it's right. wild to me to think that while my son is only five, that like in 10 years, like he could like if he wants to be like an esports, you know, gamer, it's like you got. All right. You know, you got a window and it's and it's and it's tightly closing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll end up having like, you know, AARP leagues and stuff, but um visual age rent brackets let's go absolutely and it just pumps 80s music or 90s music in the background while you're playing uh but but i will say that for me i actually not because i want to be in esports but i i was just making content i thought it would be interesting so i hired an esports coach and we had one session and we're supposed to have four 
Mm-hmm. And the first session, I have a video and I just got to put it up, was 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 really helpful. He was giving me some really good advice, not specifically, here's a great corner to camp in in Call of Duty, but more at a meta that you could apply to anything. Mm-hmm. So I was really enjoying that. But then I got to a point, I was playing a bunch of people from our stream in Call of Duty. And I remember I, I, I saved the footage because it was like, this guy came around the corner, instantly saw me and I was dead, right? Yeah. But my reticle, when I look at that footage, I, by the time he was already shooting at me, that was the time I was able to get my reticle on him to shoot at yeah. him. And I was like, no esports in the world, no coach in the world is going to help. Like, unless you give me some kind of brain stimulation, mm-hmm. I can't close that gap with a kid who's 25 years old. I just right. can't get there fast enough, you know? Yeah. So it kind of made me lose all interest in being having an esports coach. Cause I'm like, no matter what you tell me, even though it's great advice and it, it does help, I just, I'm too old, you know? So, yeah, I guess that's, I'm in that boat too. <laughs> I love, I've been playing the, the, the latest uh, season of halo and Infi- infinite and I'm been I hear the really new season playing. is great. It's been yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And I'll go and I'll have some games that I'm just like, Oh yes. Like that felt so good. And then, that just my typical halo then it pushes me into a match where i'm like oh my gosh these people are yeah. you know are godlike and i'm like i i can't even i don't even know like i, I should just hide because I'm, yeah. I'm weakening the team now <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. that's that's the thing that pisses off a lot of people i know a guy from our chat who plays a lot of halo and he's like the matchmaking is the thing he hates the most because he's like i'm really good and in order to kind of try to get a balanced team because i'm so good i'm always the best player in my on my team and i gotta carry all these fuckers Mm -hmm. um and i get it but you know if you go back to a lot of people want to go back to the days of server lists which i agree with i think there's value there but obviously you know multiplayer has done well because when they started dropping all the barriers of entry and you just hit play and you're in i think if you asked a new player to go to you know here's a thousand servers you can choose from what would you like Mm -hmm. to filter out it's like you're gonna lose a lot of people but i do think it makes for a better game because you can choose that that quality of player that you're gonna play with yeah i agree i think honestly i've always wondered why we never ended up having like kind of a hybrid like yeah you got your matchmaking over here it's the it splits the audience is the the audience unless you're unless you're a big fucking game like fortnite or call of duty you gotta have any choice you make even modes is is going to split your audience like we we had like seven or eight modes in the last twisted metal um and the only one that ever really got played regularly was team deathmatch right so but there were some people that liked the other modes but that ended up probably taking 10 percent out for each mode out of the pool Mm -hmm. of team deathmatch and so unless you got a big game it's a volume game you you can't split it you don't want to split it Right, because um, then people aren't finding matches, and then they right. get frustrated, and then it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's right. So then, yeah, man, it's a bummer though. Like, I guess then it'd be kind of neat. Uh, that's where I guess you end up seeing Discord actually kind of fulfilling that role for people who are actively kind of seeking uh, those special yeah. kind of custom uh, game types and, and and more. Which you yeah, can still I, do custom games in Halo, right? Oh, yeah. Mean, okay, so at least you yeah. can have the experience but you just got to work a little harder in fact that one of the changes that i really appreciate that they made is that you actually make your battle pass progress while also playing custom games right so, i saw that that's yeah, cool so they're not punishing you anymore and it like that was the thing like i remember when it came out i was saying they should just give you experience like if you got a battle pass you're playing the game here's yeah. the, here's your progress and then people were like people are going to game the system i'm like I don't care. Right. It, it is okay. as a guy who's worked on three multiplayer online prominent games, the last three games I worked on, it is very easy um, to fall into this kind of let's plug every hole in the dam yeah. uh, to make sure no one can game the system. And I was working on it before battle passes, but now it's like, look, you already got their money. So if they want to kind of cheat their way to unlocks, let them do it. Mm -hmm. But back then it was like the amount of time that development had to take to do things like, um, like we even trophies. It's like we had a trophy in drawn to death where it's like, if you go this many feet in the game world, you get a trophy, right? Just whatever, something like that. (laughs) And, and one of the programmers, he's like, yeah, but 
look at this. And he brought me into his office and he just showed me, he, he took a rubber band and he put it on the left stick. Um, and he put the end of the rubber band on the back of the PS four controller. Mm -hmm. And the guy just ran straight into a wall in a corner and he was just racking up the miles kind of like in Ferris Bueller's day off when the guy, you know, rolls back the, the odometer. the odometer. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's like, you know, and that probably was two weeks of us trying to figure out how do we recognize the players doing that? And then how do we not let them accumulate trophy points? And now yeah, it's too much work. Someone's always going to find a way. So better to focus on the the big stuff, you know? Well, I got a question. I wasn't prepared to, or planning on talking to you about this tonight, but uh, you bring up something, especially with development time. How much do you think that AI is going to have an impact on uh, game development over the course of the next uh, you know decade? Because Massive. This, we've seen Absolutely. so many layoffs already. And well, yeah, I know the, lay, the layoffs aren't necessarily right now coming because of AI, though. Right. Uh, but there is, uh, you know, there's two ways to answer the question. There's to answer it as a caring human being. Mm -hmm. um, I think until we get something like universal base income and have a little yeah. bit more of a social safety net, I, 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 I worry about a lot of these changes, but yeah, the, the transition is going to end up being really rough. Yeah. You know, cause I was, telling my dad, is, I was like, you won't see truck drivers. Like there's going to be a no. point where here no. in the near future truck, there's no truck drivers. Like, right. It's just, Kids will watch Smoking the Bandit and go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I mean, personally, uh, as a human, I feel for the loss that's going to come. And that's in every industry, not just games. Right. Um, but as someone who loves games and has made games, um, it is going to be delightfully wonderful um, because it, it doesn't mean, you know, a lot of people get confused and there is some truth to the fact that you won't even need designers and people like to sort of romanticize the creative process and go, there's no soul. Shut up. You don't fucking know that you cannot prove that you, you can prove something's good or bad, mm -hmm. but the idea that just because it was made by AI, uh, you somehow can tell, no, you can't. Or if you can, you won't for very long. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so what I love about it, um, is honestly like I was playing a text adventure on GPT the other night and, and, and it had art as well. So it was like an old, it was so interesting that it, it totally aped the kind of adventure games I played on the Apple when I was like 11. And now I'm playing the same kind of game on chat GPT uh, on a new little GPT called like deep story or something. But the amazing thing about it was uh, the, the ability for it to basically be like your own personal dungeon master. And that was so interesting because that story was written in a way that kept me in the guardrails. So I couldn't just, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to create, you know, Darth Vader. And, and it's like, eh, you can't really do that. So it yeah. kept you on a path that clearly a human writer doesn't have to be had decided here's the limits. But within that, the freedom I got to just try shit was kind of nuts. Like I, it was a fantasy setting and I was in this giant library with all these tomes and there was a young woman and an old wizard guy. And, um, I, even though the game began and you had no reason to think you were not just some guy in this environment, mm. I decided I want to play this guy like he's from the future and he somehow got sucked back into time. And so I said, I want to use my jetpack, and the rules allowed me. So suddenly I'm flying above the library and the story <laughs> is changing. Like, it's like, you can now see um, the titles of the books that were too far away. And now that you can see the titles, um, it opened up a whole new section of the game that did not exist until the AI created it. So if you take the Sierra online adventures from, you know, the late seventies, early eighties, which were basically mm -hmm. single images with text, um, and you go forward to today with like Grand Theft Auto 6 or The Last of Us or whatever, or Starfield, yeah. um, that same trajectory is going to be happening with games. And so yeah. it'll be faster than it was. So imagine when they get that alchemy right between player freedom and authored freedom, mm -hmm. the sense of being in the holodeck, the sense of being in the adventure and not playing a game, but simply feeling like you are inhabiting 
the starring role of this amazing adventure, mm -hmm. uh, how can you not be excited? I mean, that's, that's, that's the Holy grail, you know? So I'm very excited for it. For me personally, uh, as a, as a developer, I'm excited to see what I can do from an indie perspective. I'm actually meeting Absolutely. with, I'm actually meeting with a, a development, uh, team, uh, that, uh, that we're going to talk about me possibly trying to fund a development of a game that I've been working on for a long time. And I'm just like, right. I just don't have the human hours to right. be able to will this into existence, which is personally very frustrating for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stubborn, you know, mule sometimes. I'm just like, all right, this is what we need. And then uh, yep. with game development, it has so many, there's so many, there's so many, you know, unexpected, you know, scary, you know, monsters always hiding around any, uh, any build. And that's one of the things that I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be something that there, will open yeah. up like so much creativity where everybody's sitting here saying they have their idea. Right. And I, and the reasons why nobody cares about your idea is because ideas are cheap and easy. It's the execution of the idea that a lot of people, that's where the value of people will pay for that and actually taking it and moving it. Okay. What do you go ahead? Push back. Well, I understand that logic. And I think there's, very important truth to it. But I think something like Fortnite Creative uh, with Unreal 5 or Roblox or PlayStation Dreams kind of proves a little of that theory that has been sort of very well tested for millennia probably, but certainly for the last century, proves that theory a little off. Because what do you see mostly when, when, when video game development is democratized more and it's easier to make it, it's, you start to see the same kind of shit you see with writing. The minute mm -hmm. anybody can buy a notebook, anybody can buy a pencil or a pen and, and write the great novel that they want to write or whatever. Most of it at best is fan fiction, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go yeah. into dreams or whatever, it's a lot of, Hey, I made Mario yeah. or I made a Sonic game just like Sonic, you know, but it's my own level. You know, it, it's, it's a lot of, execution and sometimes brilliant execution that lacks though that sense of whoa that's a really neat twist on sonic the hedgehog or that's a really mm -hmm. neat way to do yeah. uh, a first person shooter right so i don't agree that ideas are a dime a dozen. good good commercial ideas are gold yeah. ideas that's sure a are a dime a dozen. sure but but i do think though the ai yeah i mean I'll, there there was a story a couple of days ago where this guy built everything was ai he used mm -hmm. Uh, mid journey for the art. And then he asked the, I think it was done in chat GPT or one of their uh, GPT little AIs uh, to write me code to make an angry birds game. And mm -hmm. the code got written, the art he got from uh, mid journey got plugged in and you can find this online. It's ang just type in like angry birds, Halloween pumpkin or whatever. And <laughs> it's not fully robust yet, but yeah. it is the core of angry birds and it plays well and it looks great and it's one guy and it took him about two fucking days to do so the idea of video games becoming or interactive products or interactive experiences becoming pretty easy uh at least at that level and you know it's going to get better and better and better mm -hmm. uh is is absolutely where we're going and so i think more and more people are going and it's going to be interesting too because it's like our kids in 20 years, 10 years going to start learning just like, you know, a lot of kids learn, Oh, here's how a story works, beginning, middle and end. And what's the character want? I wonder if they'll also start sort of teaching interactive creation because it's going to be so easy, mm -hmm. uh, at least at that level. I'm not saying anybody can like in the next 10 years, make a naughty dog game. Right. I just like, Give me that. Just imagine though, but, how naughty dog will also then be able to take their, their raw talent right. and then execute it into like either more games more frequently or just doing things like you said, like this part of the game, we never, we never expected a player to get here, but why not? And, you know, yep. because obviously, you know, games have budgets and time constraints, et cetera. And, and, all and you can't things. think of everything that the user right. can think of. The mm -hmm. real challenge then I think for the humans is going to be going, how do we give you enough freedom that it feels immersive, but not so much freedom that you just fuck around because it feels like a playground and you you disengage with the story. Like yeah. that's the real hard part, I think, because even when I'm playing something, like I, I I downloaded a a a thing where they had had AI NPCs in I don't know if it was GTA or The Matrix or whatever, um, 
And anybody I walked up to, I could use my microphone and just have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And it was novel and really fun. But unless a lot of those NPCs are designed and created with the intention of to keep the story moving, you end up in this thing that it's like, you know, GTA is happening all around me, but I'm having a conversation with this guy about his favorite Taylor Swift songs. And that's neat, but it's not Grand Theft Auto, right? So how do you, how do you give that guy a sense of responding to freedom uh, of the player and at the same time keep you in the, the, the fantasy of the product that you're playing? So I, it's, it's amazing. It's fascinating, man. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible decade just to see what all comes out of it. And your points on, especially on universal basic income, I think that's going to, that's at least something that I think needs to be tested out more. And uh, definitely every, I don't know if you've done research, every test they've done in America has been positive. My view of America is like, we've got 50 laboratories. Let's like, let's see what, what the system is. And uh, you know, you you know, then it's going to be, you know, the, the, the 1% doesn't like it. They don't want it because they suck it up because at some point they, yeah, but they control a lot more than they should. Right. They they control plenty, but it's the, like the, like the consuming and the, and et cetera. Like if you, there's no need to, if the, if the people can't purchase said product, like that is your, your, everybody gets screwed at that point. Right. Yeah. But then they will be like, yes, but we, we don't want you to quit your shitty fucking job. Cause you know, I mean, I literally heard, I don't want to get political here and I don't, I won't tell you the party they were, you can guess the party they were in, (laughs) but I literally heard this, uh, high ranking, uh, Congress dude talk about the value of anti-abortion, uh, legislation is that it creates more workers. Um, and he just fucking said it as people say, he said the quiet part out loud. Finally. Um, you know, so even, you know, universal base income, I think is going to be a hell of a fight because if you have enough of a cushion that suddenly the man can't control you by dangling homelessness over your head, Mm-hmm. suddenly they no longer have the level of power that they would like to have to force people to work for shitty wages to do their shit that makes them rich. It so, makes them also the ability to not be geographically located because that money follows them wherever they go. Yes. Uh, so that means you could end up like, cause I've always thought about it. It's that uh, I work remote and when you have fat high, high speed internet and if you're like, you know, why am I living here in this like New York or, or in San Francisco yeah. where it's like, it's just sucking all the money out of my, my account, I, I can go here and I can, t- I can take a risk that I'm still going to be able to make ends meet and have that level of freedom. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what I always tell people is that like, I wouldn't sit on your hands and wait for uh, the government to get, get in and figure out how to fix your life. You got to You got to fix your life. You got to right. get out of debt. You got to like, cause one of the things that is just killing us right now individually is like the over a trillion cr- uh, dollars in credit card debt. Uh, yeah. it, it's just insane. Like when you were like, I can't fathom, I can't fathom a billion dollars. And yet, let alone there's uh, people are just getting, getting their future. Just like you mean you know, individual, like, you don't mean the government owing China. You mean like individual no, people, individual with credit Americans yeah. in this, like in this country balance being rolled is over a trillion dollars. And like yeah. that in and of itself, is like, you know, no, I, I talked to a lot that's of guys. what they want. Right. Well, they yeah. want, you know, I mean, it's, it, I, I, I fucked my credit bad when I was in college. Oh yeah. And cause I just didn't, I wasn't raised well with, I wasn't raised to be financially literate really. Cause my parents weren't. And so was it wasn't, it wasn't until college. I met uh, the woman who became my wife, my ex-wife. And, and she explained a lot of this shit to me. And since then, and I don't mean this, like, you know, it's a privileged place to be. Sometimes you can't make ends meet and you have to put shit on the credit card. I get that. My parents did that. I understand. But because I was no longer in that situation, she's just like, don't, never just pay the minimum pay off your credit card every single fucking month. And if you can't afford to do that, then you should not be putting that shit on a credit card. Right. Um, and I've never carried, uh, any debt monthly since then. Yeah. Um, but again, that's a privileged place. I get that, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit. People don't really, this is not a gaming podcast anymore. I guess there's a lot of shit. People I like don't, talking to you. Cause it's like, people just, don't need just go off the rails. That's yeah, and I don't mean they don't need it. Like I'm going to judge you for wanting it, but I want a lot of things, but I don't work anymore other than my stream and my stream as yeah. much as I adore it is not making anywhere close to the kind of money I used to make. So I'm right. using my money as a, uh, uh, as freedom. 
so I can have a long runway to try to build this streaming stuff going, you know, but I don't, you know, so would I like to buy, you know, a brand new cool Range Rover? I would, mm -hmm. but eh, I have things to do. I, I have more important, you know, and a lot of people, it, they get sucked into that marketing and they just, they genuinely mm -hmm. think they're going to be happier. If it's they marketing. It's so much marketing. They spend yeah. billions of dollars yeah. to get people to get them on that line. Like I was on that. Me and my wife, we had like a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and wow. we killed it. Like it's like I was working insane hours. We paid it all off, and we got that done. Yeah, my truck is old as all get out. Like, but it's paid for, and you know, cool. Like it don't. And, and I remember growing up. One of the things I've also told people is that I remember getting in the car and having to go drive randomly to avoid repo people coming to, to seize oh, wow. the car. And it was like, that was, that was my norm. That's what I was. So I was like, yeah, you know, okay. I guess this is just how it is. And you know, maybe you can hit it big and you kind of people are always chasing that. If I only got that big payday, I've never seen yeah. a big payday. Like I, I had right. an opportunity for once where I had options in a company that were going to sell. And the day of the company that was buying it backed out and, and it was oh, like, and it just that's like, oh, and then, and then the company struggled and they finally did sell, but not in any price where I made it. I didn't make any money. And I was like, I was putting 80 hours into that company. And I was like, yeah. well, the good news out of this lesson learned, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to kill myself for the opportunity that if we sell, if we happen to sell that you'll actually get a payday as opposed to no, no pay me daily. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, well, that's why I, I, even though I totally get the complaints about, Oh my God, everyone's always on their phone or they're, you know, you know, they're escaping or whatever. And I'm like, on one hand, I get it. That's mm -hmm. not the healthiest coping mechanism. And at the same time, fuck you because <laughs> yeah. life is really Hard. well. And we're in a, in America, we're not having bombs dropped on us, but even in America, uh, you know, the government isn't going to be there for you for the most part. You're, you're on your own. And if you get really sick, um, and you aren't in a position to have the kind of healthcare you need, you are fucked. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's to me, um, you know, I don't think this is sustainable. I think, um, I, 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 and I think it's good, but I do think when people are on their phones and they're escaping into entertainment, I'm like, you know, yeah, plug me into the matrix because this shit is tilted against even, the, you know, you know, the government, the government's bought by the corporations and the lobbyists. Yeah. So it's not and, a real and, like I was sitting here. I, I said, like, especially when uh, like the pandemic uh, pandy hit, I was like, oh, all the people who buy Congress people, they made plenty of money because they were yeah. all on this inside specialized track. And the rest of us are just like left holding the bag. And it's like every freaking time. Yeah. Um, and the companies, yeah. the companies, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying anything new. It's just, it's so staggering that it's true that you have to say it again and again and again. Cause you're like, how can that be true yeah. that you've got these, you know, uh, certain politicians who are like, Oh, look at these people who want welfare and they want this and they want that. I'm like, okay, but you just bailed out these massive fucking companies. Right. It, that's it and, right there. And none of these people saw any jail time for oh, yeah. like the, the housing crisis. And you're going to try to shame somebody who had a rough childhood, who came up and is trying to make ends meet by having two jobs. And you, you want to have them jump through hoops to get their uh, unemployment. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck oh, yeah. yourself. And um, the studies cool. on the, on that, especially unemployment, like it was like, Oh yeah, we got all these people back to work, but it's like, over the long run, the people who took the unemployment and used it for education, as opposed to like, we'll just get any job, uh, yeah. actually benefited more with more time, you know? Yeah. So it's oh, yeah. like, you know, we could, we could, there's so many things like, you know, I always caught me and my wife always debate, like, what's the first, like, how do we even begin to fix these problems? And I go, we could debate all day on several of these points, but in my personal view, if we do not fix the funding of ca like campaign funding, <laughs> then we will never fix any of it. No. And, 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 yeah. and we are in a weird fucking conundrum that we can't fix that. The only, there are certain places like California where elections allow you to vote on propositions, mm -hmm. but I don't believe most States have that. I think most States yeah, are, I'm not saying, you know, where do you live? Oh, Texas. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's a lot of States, maybe the majority that are like, it's pure Republic. It's like you vote for the people that mm -hmm. go to Congress and then they 
make the decisions and your vote is, is this person a good person to make decisions? Mm -hmm. But the idea though, of, um, that would be the only way I think you could get that money out because you're never going to see on either side of the aisle, these, these, these politicians go, you know what? It's time to put up for a vote is, uh, let's make campaign finance, uh, you know, let's, let's change that. So it really is more in the hands of the people. Mm, um, yeah. I, and, you know, that's got to change, but it won't unless we have some kind of revolution I fear. And the yeah. other thing I saw, and that, and that means also like, that's not a, a good, that's not going to be a fun day. You know? Well, no, because right now the revolution is between people who shouldn't even be fighting, you know, uh, and you know, you can be somebody so far left or so far right that you want some crazy shit. But mm -hmm. most people just want to fucking live and have a good life and have a shot with be able their to family. House, you know, yeah. not, be, not be crushed. Like the student loan, like one, one of the things that really just boggled my mind, and I was it, in a way it started to piss me off, is that when I learned that the the federal government makes the bulk of its income off of the student loans uh, and the interest that is paid off of that. So our, our taxes, where we pay taxes, represent 16% of the budget. I believe it's 45 to 48% of the federal income budget is based off of the federal loans program. And I'm like, that's that's insane. That's absolutely just absurd. And yes, and then the last thing I'll say about it, I mean, I could talk for hours on this, but this is not why you're having me on your show, but um, I, I, I'm having here just for the clips. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Um, I was hey, about the audience, though. The I'm sure the I'm not looking at the audience tonight, but I'm 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 assuming someone like what the fuck, guys? No, Where's everybody the, seems to be on board. Starfield we, Club. We, we, we do um, things differently over here on Ginger Prime. Like, okay, we, we we talk games and occasionally we get really political. Everybody gets like all uh, and they unsubscribe well, uh, and then so, eventually they yeah. Come out. I mean, all right. So I mean, what I was thinking about is um. Now I lost my train of thought. Hang on. Um. The I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, we can return to games because, like, as we just kind of derailed, it's, I, it's really always good. Like, I always like talking about it because I think that's actually one of the things that I wish that was happening more online. Because I think you're right. I think the majority of everybody's like center left, center right. Like, we're all just yeah. I mean, in here it's like okay, yeah, like okay, that's we can what I was, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So yeah, yeah. The, the you know. I, if you want to go to the Capitol and try to overthrow the government, I'm I'm not in with you on there. Isn't that going on right now? I was seeing. No, something well, no, but now you know the Democrats or a lot of a lot of left leaning folks, of which I'm one, were trying to storm the headquarters of the DNC. Mm. Uh, you know, because the Palestine stuff. Um, and I'm just kind of like I don't even think they under. You know, if you it doesn't matter. Different conversation. But the point though is that we are manipulated in this way. Mm -hmm. uh, people know this. I mean, you know, because the, the money gets made when we are engaged and it's easy to engage people who are mad. Mm -hmm. um, and in that the powers that be have a vested interest in making us look at each other and fight. But what, what they really, what we really should be fighting against is these fucking people uh, who are running the show and saying, your vote doesn't really count. And I'll tell you something. I was, I was stunned by this. I don't know if you've been following the UAP stuff and the UFO stuff. Um, but the there UFO was stuff is like, I don't know what to, to think. I'm like, well, I okay, get, but here, here's the real issue, whether it's UFOs and aliens or who, yeah. who knows. Um, but there was a congressional hearing last week or two weeks ago. And it was, you know, big, not that it matters, but it was like, you know, AOC was there and a lot of names were there. Mm -hmm. And what the Congress people were told, because they were asking for information, like where the taxpayer money is going, is they were all told, well, you're not class, you're, you're, it's classified and you don't have clearance. And they're like, we're the fucking Congress. We decide if you get money or not. Right. But it's so siloed as who controls what and who knows what that these Congress people are like, so here's what's basically happening. The Pentagon is taking all this money. They're probably doing these deals with like Boeing or whoever, but mm -hmm. it's so secret. Um, and it lives under the umbrella of, well, it's secret because it's national security. It's like, okay, that's fine that you keep some things from the public so you can protect the public, mm -hmm. but you can't keep things from the fucking uh, representatives of the public that we have elected 
to make sure that there's checks and balances. And the, the senators came out and they were just like, I can't believe they actually said it, but they said, we don't have clearance to know where the money's going. And he, we're talking yeah. trillions of dollars. Brilliant. So it's the whole system insane. is such a fucking lie that we've been told. And it doesn't mean that the ideals are worth mocking. I think the ideals that we've been sold are wonderful, mm -hmm. but yeah. the, the, the reality is I think that, uh, they're not really what we're living by. Uh, right. I, like, I heard, I heard recently and you, you can weigh in on this is that, uh, and I thought I, I was like, Oh, I, I reflected on it. And I was like, I, I, I agree with it. So you can let me know where you fall. But they were, they said that the United States isn't a racist nation. It's a hypocritical nation. We're the only nation on earth that says all men are created equal, but we fail to live up to that, that reality on a daily basis where any other nation on this earth is like, Oh, if you're not, this race like we get the hell out of here we don't want you here well, yeah i mean there's there are places like that and a lot of times they're cited for being like they don't have any problems and it's like well yeah because they're pretty much said only the people who look and think this way can yeah, live here can live but here. but but i you know I, I i wouldn't get into the racist stuff only because it's almost like game of the year nominations it's like mm -hmm. It depends on what your definition is, right? Oh, and I don't right. mean that like, yeah. I mean, racism is racism and it's a horrible thing. But, you know, there is an argument that says, uh, you know, all white people in America are racist. And it's it's meant to be evocative, right? Because right. it doesn't literally mean that all people who are white who live in America don't like black people or people of color or they're anti-Semitic or whatever. It, it means that the systems that, have been in place and got put in place when racism and slavery was the norm. A lot of those ideals and ideas are still marbled in institutions and you can't help but benefit if you're a white person in America from the institutionalized racism. And so that's what that phrase means or is supposed to mean. But, you know, it's kind of like defund the police. It, it also yeah. seems like it's meant to piss people off. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I think it's an important point that ended up getting lost because it was framed so yeah. uh, and that, uh, and that's, that's the duality of the language, right? Like that's where, and that's how it kind of it gets people tripped up. It's like, it sounds like some language of it sounds like, oh, this sounds great. But then the practice of that said language ends up being you're like, oh, you know, and, that, and that's, I mean, even outside of the politics, we see that within game development and more. It's like, hey, we thought this was great, but in practice, it didn't work. Right. We've seen developers and that's where like, well, we, I got you for another like a little less than 20 minutes before you got to get to your movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, like, let's say Star Citizen, for example. Have you uh, have you followed that game at all? I mean, I followed it. The guy who directed uh, God of War Ascension is a big designer on that game now. But I and I tried to download a, a thing and play it, but it was so because somebody was like, dude, once you get past the learning curve, it is so awesome. And I believe that it but, is the the learning curve I, I was so overwhelmed with choices and menus and all this shit at the beginning that i'm like i don't have time for this so i you know what it is i'm familiar it. but i was like fuck this i don't have time you should try to stream it now that you're a content creator because yeah. i just recently stepped into it this last month and it's been really helpful to have people backseat help me uh through the learning process and it ends up being something i'm like this is insane I just watched the recent uh, uh, engine uh, star engine demo, and I'm like, yeah. holy, no effing way! Like this is this is something we've only like you know like I'm like I can't fathom the effort and work that they've been working and and to be able to pull this off and 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 have experienced it myself going from the planet right you know no loading screens and so much more. It's what people is, thought Starfield was going to be, I guess. Is oh, what dude. Like, you know. So how do you, how do you fall on Starfield now that uh, it's Starfield. been out? Oh, I loved it too. Wow. Yeah. But do you feel that it deserved a game of the year nomination with everything that was listed? Okay, so this is this is kind of like what I meant about racism is that <laughs> I'm serious though. It's it's exact it's not the exact same thing in all walks. <laughs> it's the exact same thing in the sense that depending on what your definition is, right? Yeah. So game of the year awards, whether it's at the game awards or dice or GDC or whatever, uh, I have been on the nominating committees for all of them. Right. So I was on the nominating committee for like game of the year and best game design for dice. Right. So I'd get a big box of games and, you know, none of us played them all. None of us finished most of them. We still got a vote. We still got a seat at the table. Right. So if you were talking about 
a game awards that is in a vacuum that somehow takes the wisest views of the video game medium. And you also marble that with sales and you marble that with reviews and you're like every year, this is the recipe to get to that definition. Then I think you can have, um, an actual conversation about game of the year. But the problem is, you know, like Keeley's awards, which I love the show. I think it's a great show. Yeah. It gets better oh, every year. Every year um, he gets better. Big fan of that guy in terms of what he's done. Crazy hustler guy. Good dude. Um, but the awards themselves, there's no evidence that everybody has, you know, there are so many games that I saw people on my stream today going, well, it's crazy. They didn't put battle bit up. Now I don't even know if you know what battle bit is, but <laughs> battle bit is a huge phenomenon in PC gaming, which is basically a phenomenal shooter, but it all looks like Roblox, right? So it's really inexpensive to make comparatively mm, speaking, okay. but if you can get over that visual hump, it's, it's really great. Well done competitive competitor to call of duty battlefield, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And, the number of people on the nominating committee who played it, let alone knew about it. And, and that's not in the conversation. The number of people who played Dave, the diver or the number of people who paid sea of stars are dwarfed by the number of people who just played or knew about the big stuff. Right. So you're yeah. not really talking about like a lot of gamers and content creators will talk about like, was this snubbed? Is this a good list? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's bullshit. And I don't, I don't mean that <clears throat> the show is bullshit, but you know, if, 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 if there are ways they could fix it, but that's that, you know, the show is a great show. There's trailers. Yeah. Dice yeah. could fix it. They don't um, dice. You would think because it's game developers would have more desire to make their award. The real one that really is, they can, they can defend. This is, the I, remember real I had, I had Keely on my show for an interview and he was, I, I mentioned him. I said, there's some weird categories. He's like, what? I said, well, you're, you're mushing together game director and game design. And those are very different things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, tears, the kingdom should definitely get, in my opinion, game design, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it should get game of the year. Right. But that award is just these two things that if, if you don't know the industry, if you don't know how it works are very disparate and they're smushed together. Mm -hmm. If you look at the definition for art direction, best art direction, it literally could be four different things depending yeah. on what you take. It could be uh, the most technically advanced, uh, the game that has the most, I don't know how a like, uh, creative art style. They threw animation in there for some reason. So now animate, I mean, think about how dumb that is that animation is now wrapped up with creative visual vision and technology of making something look good. And that's all one award, right? So are you yeah. basically saying that the most photorealistic game is the best art direction? Right. Or are you saying a small little indie game that just has a really cool look that we've never seen in games before that also is I think about wind waker, right? Like I, I, right. when they first showed off wind waker, when I was a kid, I was mad. Cause I was like, we're not Nintendo. We don't want to be the, like, oh, this is the kid stuff. It was like, we, they showed us really cool kick-ass looking link. Right. Brought out this, but then when I look at it over time, I'm like, that is one of the like incredible art decisions and directions. Right. That that but but again, the bigger point though, is that none of this stuff is really, curated and cared for and, and again with keely i get it because his show is like look it's a show first and foremost so the bigger games that are fighting uh the better for me and marketing and the more trailers i have that get you to stick around in between the awards the better for the show and lo and behold he's absolutely right if you look at the the the, the scale of viewers increasing every year it's it's just an insane increase in people interested in that show so i don't begrudge him what he's doing but certainly i would like at least gamers to go i mean arguing about the 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 game of the year nominees in, a, in other than just having fun with it and actually trying to have a serious conversation is probably the equivalent of i'm trying to think of a good analogy but it, it's probably the equivalent of uh trying to say uh, I don't fucking know what, 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 who had the best sex this year? <laughs> I mean, it, because you can't quantify yeah. it and everybody yeah. has a different opinion about what that means. Like, what do you mean by best? You know, <laughs> right, right. It's like, yeah. you know, I hate my wife. Do you mean I didn't have to do it all 12 months? I did, you know, I don't know. 
It, it could be anything. Um, I'm just saying that it's like, I wish gamers and content creators and getting content creators are like Keely, right? It's like, look, this drives revenue. People come here because they want to fight over it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to lift the skirt and tell you that it's all bullshit, but I fucking will. Cause I can't stand it, but you'd think dice should be doing better because they do represent the game creators. And again, man, I've been on their nominating panels. You don't have to finish the game. You don't even have to play them if you don't want to. And you can still vote for this shit and say, I, I was on a nominating panel for best director. Literally, we had big names. I won't tell you who they were, but back when I was a big name in that industry, they were the other big names that were big in that industry. And literally those people, we could not agree on what the award was for. Some people mm -hmm. thought something like Uncharted 3 should get best game director because that's a hard game to produce and create. And I'm like going, then give that to a producer. But they thought, no, that means that the director. And I was kind of like, and a group of us was like, no, we should be rewarding the people or the person who had this idea and was able to execute it through the interactive medium in a way that pushes the medium forward, right? That's dice. These are fellow game creators. And we couldn't mm -hmm. even agree. Um, so I just, I, yeah. so, you know, when people say Starfield was snubbed, I mean, I don't, A, I don't care. B, um, I loved it. Yeah. People would come at me on Twitter and when the, the, when the award nominations came out and they were just like, well, how do you feel now, Jaffe? I feel the exact same way. It was great. I don't, do you think I wake up and go, I need validation for what I like? Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind? Um, <laughs> I love Starfield. One of, one of the, probably the best single player game I've ever played and easily one of my top five of the year. Um, I don't care if it's sitting in an 83 on Metacritic. I don't care if it didn't get a nomination. What the fuck is wrong with you? you it's know? nominated for best RPG. But the thing that I like push back on the narrative, like that, you know, the, on the internet seems to have is that like, if you just look at the Metacritic average for this year alone, it ranks as one, uh, uh, the probably best year in the last decade, but like overall in terms of gaming, like it's in the top five years of like ever. games that have ever re yeah. released ever. Like we're talking, this year has been so good that can next year even buy, like is next year even going to be like, well, we'll just take a year off because like we can't compete with 2023 in terms of just at least in terms of AAA. I think indie games haven't been as strong this year, but well, whatever. And that's one of the things that I think we've seen uh, with the decline of live service games uh, recently uh, that we've seen with the decline of indie is that all of a sudden AAA is coming out every month with like, oh, yes, you could put 200 hours into Starfield, 200, 2000. Like, it's just right. like, and in the single player experience where it's like, it almost felt like the, the single player RPG was the game as a service this year alone. It just yeah. changed it up every, like every other month. It was just like, you know, this is insane. But and I do, you, I wish, speaking of Starfield, I do think it's time now for them to put some meaningful content out. You know, I don't, I don't think it has to be DLC story missions every month, but it would be nice to have events. It would be nice to be like, you know, there's a planet that celebrates okay. Halloween better than any other planet. And, you know, yeah. it, for this month that we found that on the map, just something that kind of keeps it, you know, you yeah. know, living. Uh, and I thought they were going to do that, but so far they, they haven't seemed to do that. Well, with mods and with like the, the level of the game in and of itself is like, we talked about this the first time. That's why I want to kind of sit down with you today was primarily that like the true game of the year is something that you end up looking back on after a couple of years and saying yeah. like, oh, yeah. that was, that really defined 2023. Like there's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about and it. And that's even Here's a better that. definition too. If you're saying at least you've laid it out, what yeah. is game of the year? Oh, it's the game that defined gaming in that year. Yeah. Okay. Then you can kind of go, okay, at least we have some, we, at least we have some parameters to work with now. Right. So then you can look at something like Bloodborne and go, well, was that a better game than I don't fucking know. Bloodborne came out in 2008 or something. Was <laughs> that a better game than uh, Angry Birds? I know those are different times. Um, of course. But if the definition is what defined gaming this year, Angry Birds would get it that year. Yeah. Because everybody and their fucking mother was playing angry birds for a, a, a time or wordle would get it. Right. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm not saying that's the definition we should use. I'm just saying that at least you have applied some criteria to it that, that is meaningful, you know? 
we got a question from chat now uh, directed towards you. So I thought I'd uh, give uh, you the opportunity to answer this if you want. Mm -hmm. By the way, Jaffe, I got a question for you about gaming and your history. I think I remember a long time ago that you said God of War was once pitched to Microsoft. Is this true? No, not at all. God of War, I mean, I worked for Sony, so I knew there was a slot coming uh, after I finished Twisted Metal Black and the team internally was wrapping up Kinetica. And so I knew that I was going to get to work with that team after Kinetica. And so there was never any idea of pitching the game to anyone uh, other than the powers that be within the Sony structure. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we started with three game ideas. Uh, one was a first person open world horror game called Dead Man. Uh, the other didn't really have a name, but it was kind of inspired by Castle of Cagliostro, the Studio Ghibli film. And then the other was called Dark Odyssey, which became God of War. And so uh, that was all internal. There was never a concept of we didn't need to pitch because it was a Sony game from the very beginning. So question you then as we wrap up, um, what is your personal game of 2023? I mean, I don't know yet. I, I, I need to think about what the definition of that is. The game I've played the most is probably Marvel Snap. So is that my game of the year? I don't know. Um, you know, I loved uh call of duty modern warfare 2 multiplayer is that my game of the year you know so it's just like i don't know what it means anymore um you know baldur's gate i think it's phenomenal spider-man 2 is phenomenal starfield is phenomenal uh the crew motor fest is phenomenal um i think it's actually better than forza horizon mm -hmm. um you know i played the shit dave the diver mm -hmm. uh is phenomenal and i again i, I have a real issue with these awards singling out indie games like they're somehow it's a game it doesn't matter how much you spent did it right. captivate you and thrill you and take you on a journey that was meaningful no other art form as far as i know i mean you know there's a specific indie movie awards but like the big ones like the oscars don't go oh no 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 your movie costs more than five million it goes into this category it's a ridiculous disrespectful way to look at the art form right so mm -hmm. uh but I, I I guess that's why I struggle with anything like game of the year definitions for me, or even, Hey Jaffe, what's your top three games of all time? I'm like, based Oof. on what? Yeah. Nostalgia. Like it, my, is it my, my top five playing? Final Fantasy games tend to shift, you know, like right. it's given enough time and I'm like, all right, I need to go back and replay my top five just to see if they like, are these truly my top five or. Yeah. And then people get annoyed you know? too. Cause if you say Resident Evil four, which I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. In Dead Space, which I thought was brilliant, they get all, you know, cuckoo for for Cocoa Puffs because they're just kind of like, um, but but that's a remake. That it's like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Is this, you know, yeah. it, I, I don't know. You've got to tell me exactly what you're really asking. And then a lot of times they're asking to have their opinion validated. But yeah, um, <laughs> it, or their purchasing habits, you know, justified. It's like, do you really? You, know? you need to spend that money. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. I'm a big fan of therapy, but it's like, if that's driving you then that money could be better spent talking yeah. to someone and going yeah. help me figure out why i'm so wrapped I've, up in this i've been to therapy like i was That's like I, I always struggled with like anger i wasn't a violent person but i just had an explosive right. you know temper yeah but that's because you're low t once the t Not gets more no i know I'm, but I'm, now you're gonna now you're gonna be an asshole i have been probably <laughs> <laughs> i'm a gentle giant now but no there it's like go. i'm way more just unencumbered like i felt like especially being low t it was oh. like absolutely like this fog of war that you always sure. had to fight my way through just to do the basic stuff and the fact that i fathered six children uh i should that should tell you that like i'm a, like i'm a driven person now it feels like i'm driving the car's got autopilot so it's not yeah. anywhere near as hard now it's like oh yeah i can go to the gym it's not a problem. I have the energy to do so. Oh, honey, do list. Check, 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 check. Let me go get those things knocked out for you, babe. Yeah. Because I'm not like so freaking drained by like every little action, which has been. But wonderful. does it bother you though that five of those kids look like the mailman? <laughs> that's well, I, well, that's why I also deliver the mail. <laughs> I Come on, baby. I got a package for you. Got right. a package. Yeah. It's big. Please tell me it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's big. Oh, it's big. All right, man. Um, where can people uh, where can people find you? I want you. I want you can to find me. I stream uh, often. I'm trying to get on a schedule. My fantasy is five days a week, 
at two 30. I just, I, like you said, we, there's kids, there's family, there's, you know, so yeah, it never right. always works out that way, but that's my fantasy, but you can find me at David Scott Jaffe on Twitter and you can find me on YouTube at, uh, David Jaffe games. Um, and yeah, I'm really, I'm all, and we have a discord, I have a stream, I make videos. I'm easy to fucking find. So if yeah. you're interested in my brand of idiocy, uh, please come visit me uh, in the digital space and we will make tacos and maybe have a baby. There we go. I love you. Uh, his links are in the description below. And for those who are keeping score, the comedian's name who I forgot, he's a part of the boys cast. So I'll make sure I try to include, let's see if I can't find that sketch that I mentioned earlier in the show. I uh, put those in the show notes and uh, and more. So thank you guys all so much uh, for being here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And uh, I saw a couple of people in chat saying like, when's part two? Uh, we'll let you know. We'll probably maybe we'll do. Part um, two I'll, I, I you, you know I could talk for hours. Just I got tickets yeah. to the movie and I can't wait to see it. So I got to get ready and go. All so. right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna send David to the movies and uh, we're gonna wish you guys all the absolute very best. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. <laughs>